We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get social on Facebook.com slash WEEI and WEEI Sports on Instagram. Now more of OMF on EEI. Frank Rockwall hit to the mound. Fulmer has it. Fires high in the center field. He looked rattled out there. Of course, a lot of it was his own fault. Throwing the ball in the crapper in the center field. To drive oh. the left field. High and deep. Back by the wall. Grossman looking up, and this ball is gone. Do we see a position player tonight? I would think so. Very likely. A three-run homer for Jacoby Jones, and just like that, it's 9-6. to six. You know, when they're up 8-2, to two, I didn't really think I'd be feeling these emotions right now here in the sixth. <laughs> he makes the catch, and the Red Sox beat the Detroit Tigers in the first of a three-game series. The final Boston 11, and Detroit 7. Throw it in the crapper, Christian. That is baseball talk. It is. I think yeah, I jinxed the high level baseball talk. player line. Exactly. <laughs> I was eight to two. I was like, hey, I was everyone's going two thirds of an inning. I'm like, AJ's going to run out of people, right? It's a Wednesday with AC Alex Cora interview brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, official supermarket of the Red Sox Radio Network, Arbella Insurance, and by Zenny, the official eyewear of the Boston Red Sox. Major League style of minor league prices. Visit zenny.com. And joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline is indeed Alex Cora. AC, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. We're doing fine. So good. Let's start with last night's game, and I'm wondering what the thought process is. I know you had Monday night off. You get off to a tremendous start. You're blowing them out. How did you feel when you had to go deep into that bullpen and you needed five outs from your closer? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we'll take the win, right? And, uh, you know, it's, it's still a, a big league win, but uh, in those in those instances, you're trying to rest guys. Uh, we didn't do the job in the sixth inning. We had to go to Odovino and, and, and Darwinson, who had pitched three games out of four in Texas, and, and go to Barnsey. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect, obviously, but uh, we we take the win, and and then we'll see how he goes tonight. You know, we got Martin. Hopefully, he can go deep into the game, and uh, we can rest some of the guys back in the bullpen. You know, Alex, I know you probably look at Texas and say missed missed opportunities as far as scoring some runs, and you know the saying the the answer is always the other way. And last night, I thought you guys to a T. It's Hunter Renfro, Christian Vasquez. It's just like when you guys sort of get locked in the other way, it seems like that offense just clicks. Yeah, I mean. And this is around the league. Um, today I saw a stat of the, the, the Seattle bullpen. I think they got a 1.84 ERA this season. And you know, pitchers are not giving in. And it seems like they're attacking everybody with four seamers or, or hard stuff away. And it's kind of like, well, if you want to get under the ball, too bad for you. you know. Um, and, and that's where everybody is swing-wise. <clears throat> so you got to take your hits. You got to stay up the middle, go the other way. Then when the game, you know, is, is you, you go ahead up five, six, six, six runs, then you don't, you don't see the plus plus guys in those situations late in games, and and that's when you you can add on and and hit your homers and all that. But I, I do believe that hitting at the at this level is 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 a lot harder now because of the stuff. Um, if you are 
in a dogfight in the sixth, seventh inning, you're going to see plus stuff regardless. You know, it's 97, 98, some guy throwing 100. So you better take your singles the other way, stay up the middle, because if not, it's going to be hard to, for you to, to get yours and, 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 and get your RBIs. So, I mean, I guess that's obviously why you, you just, you know, want these guys to be, I guess, just aggressive with their approach, knowing that the, the other guy's not backing down. So you can't <laughs> yeah. be passive, right? So if you're passive, then you're just kind of, you know, you know, walking into a trap. The numbers, they, they back you up and that, you know, like 0 counts, 1 0 counts, 2 0 counts, 3 0 counts. We, we love swinging a 3 0. You, you have to take advantage of those counts because with two strikes, it's hard to hit. Um, I don't know how, you know, obviously I know he's very talented. I know how he does it, but Xander Bogarts is, is unreal. You know, Xander will take middle, middle fastballs right away. He's down 0 1, and then he might take a good slider. Down and away, he's 0-2, and then he'll battle back, and he gets a, a double or hits a home run in a 2-2 count, and that's not easy to do. That's why in, in 18 we talk about it, right? Like uh, you hunt fastballs and you put good swings on it and you do damage. Um, I think we we did an okay job in 19. Uh, I think the score of the ball games, especially early in the season, didn't help us to be aggressive. But uh, this year... Although we, we're chasing pitches, especially with many scoring position, off-speed pitches, but we've been swinging at pitches middle-middle uh, a lot, and, and that's that's what we, we need to do. It, it's, it's very hard to hit at this level, and if you are behind in the count all the time, it's going to be harder. I know we talked about this before the season, and you had a good idea as to what to expect. I thought it was interesting last night with you and A.J. Hinch out there as managers in that game last night, two guys who uh, certainly paid the price and came forward and kind of um, basically took responsibility. Did you see the scene in Yankee Stadium at all last night where the fans were all over those Astros players? And I'm wondering how you feel about those Astros players because they're going to get a lot more heat, I think, than you and A.J. will. But really, did they pay the price that you guys paid? Yeah, I saw it. And, uh, you know, obviously... uh, <laughs> it was it was interesting to say the least, you know. Uh, what we did was wrong, and uh, you know, three people got suspended. Another one, um, he doesn't have a job in baseball. Uh, I still don't know how or why yeah. because he was a player at that point. Um, and then the guys uh, is is going to be around them for for a while. And uh, I know Dusty made made a good point. There's only what four or five guys that play with us in 2017 but i mean this is what we did and and people are paying the price in different in different ways and uh it was it was it was a different atmosphere in yankee stadium with only 10,000 people i can only imagine when <laughs> when, when they have 100% when when the red sox go there that that'll be that'll be interesting but uh i mean it, it wasn't easy i know it's hard and, and to some of those guys um you know it, it, it's but you know, uh, they didn't get suspended. Obviously, um, we we know that. But I I knew it was going to be hard on them. Um, you know, the fans they they they're going to remind us. You know what we did, and uh, that's their right. You you have to respect that. Like I said yesterday, um, there's a lot of people are happy that I'm back. There's others that they they don't agree with it, and I understand that part. And um, I understand why in Texas they boo me, and when I go to Houston, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what reaction I'm going to get there, right? Oh. But uh, I know in, in, in New York it's not going to be pleasant, but 
Um, like I told you guys before the season, you know, um, as a group, as a family, as an organization, you know, we decided that this is what we wanted to do as a group, and I'm ready for it. It's, it's something that I, I know it was going to happen. If if I wasn't ready for it, I'll be, I'll, I'll be in Caguas back home just with the kids and, and doing other stuff uh, in my hometown. So, Alex, uh, you guys, not many transactions. A lot of it has to do with health, right, which has been nice. Um, but obviously the minor league season starting up last night. And I know about a week ago, you obviously Frenchy Cordero's name comes up and you say, where's he going to get competitive at bats? Well, now you have a minor league season. How does the start of minor league season change as far as maybe this guy getting competitive at bats in AAA or seeing different bullpen arms? Is that Do you want to see these guys for a week down there compete? Or is there – how does that process work? I mean – Obviously, they started yesterday, and and the good thing about having the minor leagues is is that those guys are competing. You know, people are getting prepared for them. They're prepared for the opposition. It's it's, it's different, you know, and uh, they're gonna keep getting better. They're gonna keep you know uh, growing as players, and that's gonna help us out. At the same time, as an organization, if we feel that you know we we need to make moves, now is a lot easier because they're competing. You know, it's not about the big leaguers. It's about you know, who who we have in the minor leagues, who's competing. Now everybody's competing. Uh, they're getting the repetitions. They're getting the four at-bats every, every single day. They're running the bases, playing defense, and that's what it's all about. So I think everybody's happy that minor league baseball is back. It, it helps every organization now. It's a lot easier to make decisions based on performance or, or resetting players or promoting players because of the performance, right? But uh, you still have to be patient. They only play one game in in Triple uh, so but now now you have those guys competing, so that helps you out. You, you said I think a few days ago that you, in Franchi, you know, just kind of in a bad place or just struggling right now, and yeah. and I get you don't know, you know you got to give up on the kid. He's a young kid, but he hasn't played much, right? The last three or four years, I think 2017 is the last time he got at bats, and just do you just think 450, 400 at bats, whatever, playing every day, maybe you get the most out of him if you give him that opportunity to play down there. I mean, those those decisions are, you know, we have to think about it as an organization. But right now, um, we do feel like he's making progress the last few days, uh, making contact, swinging strikes, not chasing pitches. Um, we were in the same boat a little bit with uh, with Hunter, and uh, he starts swinging the bat. I mean, we're not going to give up on the kid. He, he has a lot of upside. And, uh, you know, one thing for sure, he hasn't stopped working. Like I said, he, he was in a bad place because it's one of those that you're so conscious about making contact that it's actually working against you because you're not aggressive. You're not putting your best swing in the pitches that you can drive. And in Texas, it felt better. It looked better. So hopefully he's playing tonight, actually. He's playing left field. Hopefully tonight you know, he can you know, hit a few balls off the wall and get going. All right, so uh, we're talking to Alex Kaur, uh manager of the Boston Red Sox. So we got to get our weekly update on the most watched uh, non-player uh, on your team. That's Chris Sale. Heard that he uh, threw off the mound yesterday. Can you just kind of break down the actual stages for me, the stages of Chris <laughs> Sale? So he pitches off the mound. Now, is he just is this just soft toss? Is this, okay, let me see if you can get to 50. Are you gradually ramping him up? And then what do you need to see in order to ramp him up? Um. Yesterday was just like, okay, you you're doing an outstanding job uh, with your flat ground. You you, if not you, he's not. A, I mean, throwing a hundred percent, but he, there was a lot of effort behind those throws for the last week and a half, 
So yesterday was kind of like, okay, now we can move on to the next stage, and it's getting on the mound. Uh, I don't know how many pitches were. Uh, probably, we're, we're not. I mean, I don't think it was like 15 pitches. It was actually less. But for him to get on the mound, feel the mechanics, get that feel of you know uh, throwing on the slope and 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 throwing it to the plate. I talked to him yesterday, and he's excited. So now uh, I don't know what's the next step. Probably kind of like flat ground and get back on the mound uh, for X amount of pitches. And now the the it, you can see, you know, what might happen, right? Um, I, I can't tell you, you know, when, but, you know, he, he feels now that this is going to be part of what we're going to do this year. He's going to be part of this, and he's very excited about it. I do believe him being around us the first few weeks of the season and the way we play, it give it gave him an incentive. Uh, it's not that he he didn't want to come back, right? It's kind of like, shoot, I'm coming back to a good baseball team, and we have a chance to to make something really cool happen here in Boston, and I'm gonna be part of it. I think that actually helped him out, and all I can say, he's in a great place mentally, physically, and uh, he's very excited about the pos- you know the chances of him contributing to a, a winning team. Alex, you talked about getting full crowds at the uh, ballpark, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have full crowds here until <laughs> the third week of August. But you saw it in in Texas. I'm sure it makes a difference. I oh. wonder if you sense that there's any change in the whole process of you guys traveling and the testing and all of this stuff. Because I got to believe it's a burden for a player that is accustomed to just having a normal schedule every single day. Uh, we're actually playing against a team that is, uh, they got the 85% uh, people vaccinated. Uh, and, and you can tell in the dugout, it's a lot different. Um, I tell you, I don't want to go into details with the testing and all that, but I can tell you yesterday in the first inning was a lot different than over the weekend. It, it felt very quiet. I don't want to say the guys were flat because they, they came out to play. You saw that. But the atmosphere was so much different and as a manager you wonder you know like what we need to do to to you know if if we fall behind you know what we have to do to get these guys going you know it didn't happen but it was loud it was loud from pitch one in texas until the last one i don't know if it made a difference score wise right but the atmosphere was unreal you know something that these guys they haven't have in in a year and a half and uh, you could tell. You could tell the difference for how good our fans have been. You know, the 5,000 people that come here and they get into it, it was night and day. And uh, yesterday I-, I was telling the coaches, I said, you know what, this is weird that, you know, it was so loud, you know, loud and, and, and a lot of noise. And, and and then you come here and it felt a lot quieter, you know, than, than actually our previous homestands. Do you um are you guys close to eighty five percent? Or you know how much how close you are, I should say? I don't know how close we are, I don't know how close we are, but we're trending up. Do you I think you're gonna that. get there? Um I believe so. Yeah. You have yeah. to twist some arms with some of these guys? No, <laughs> I'm not I'm not twisting arms. <laughs> I'm not twisting arms. I just gave my arm. They gave me my two shots. Actually today's my second week after a second shot, so I think I can take Ubers and lift. Yeah, that's part of the rules. Oh, so okay. So with <laughs> with uh, now with the mask, without a mask, or does it even matter at this? No point? mask, no mask. Wow. while working out. That's, Jeez, yeah. You I still got to wear one. one in the dugout, even though you're vaccinated, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. Even doing your post-game interviews, I see you have a mask on. Is that just for... Because Kevin is right around me, so uh, we got to stick to the protocol. Oh, okay. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you, you talk about the stuff of these guys, and I agree with you. It's just ridiculous. Everyone throws 97 starters with nasty stuff. We were joking about like moving that mound back, and one thing came up yesterday we were talking about. I don't know if you've talked to pitchers or not, but has anybody started talking about how that adjustment would be? Not maybe with the fastballs, but with breaking balls. Like, How difficult would that be for these guys if, say, they ever did something like that? Um, well, you, there's a few players, and, and you play. I mean, back in the day, players adjust a little bit better, right? That, you know, this guy has a great breaking ball. Let me back up. You know, they, they will raise that, that chuck line of the batter's box, right? And yeah. they move back. And that breaking ball never got there. It was actually a ball, you know? And this is not me, but kind of like I played with Hector Villanueva. He played for the Cubs, and uh, who else? Hector played for whoever. And I played with him in winter ball, and he would tell, hey, he has a good breaking ball. Just erase that, that, that shock line and move back. You know, I never did it, but, I mean, it's going to be hard to get it there. It, it's hard. And I think mechanics are going to be off, and uh, we, we might run into more injuries, right? And there's a lot of people that are injured this year. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a great idea. We, I got to ask the, the, the pitcher how, pitchers how they feel about it. But uh, like I said, man, just wait. Just wait for the season. Just play it out, see where we at offensively, see if they hit more home runs. Maybe it's the approach that is going to change. People are going to get back to hitting line drives up the middle the other way, and, and the game will you know, will get back to, to normal, I think. Okay, so um, obviously how do you feel about Mac Jones being drafted with the 15th pick for the Patriots? <laughs> Pretty solid. I mean, that's right? a great pick. A that, plus? Was, that was a great pick. Yeah, I mean uh, – <laughs> you're the one. You're, you're the expert, draft, bro. You're, you are the expert. No, no. Right? Here's, here's, hockey, the, here's, the, here's the thing about the NFL. Here's the thing. Everybody's an expert. Right. I mean, everybody How? is an nobody, expert. And nobody's an expert. And nobody knows anything. Right. That's the crazy part and, because they, you guys are going against they already this guy. Started, they already started the, 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 the pre-draft show in, on, in Bristol for next year. It, it started... Actually, yesterday. It's amazing how they covered the draft for 12 months. You know, it's like, what, what is this? What well, is it, it's, you know, just it's bringing over. it up because, you know, you guys are, you know, facing this guy tonight, number one overall pick in 2018. And he's finally seen, you know, he's, he's finally getting some action. He's only made 12 career starts. And, you know, the comparison between how a, a football player comes up, you got to start right away. You draft these guys you know, number one overall pick, and we're going to sit there and let you, you know, marinate for three years. <laughs> what do you know about this guy? I mean, can you tell us anything about him now? Fastball, 94, 95 with a cutter, uh, split, and a curveball. Um, he, he got good stuff, you know. Like, you just got to be patient, get him in the zone, and put good swings on it. Hey, is Rafi in there tonight? Rafi's in there tonight, yeah. No problems with that shoulder. Nah, he's ready. He's ready to go. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking at the uh, Doppler radar here. It looks like uh, there's a nice window to get this game in tonight. Is that what you? We mean? got a window. We got a window. <laughs> a ventana. We got a ventana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, no, no. I, no go you ahead. Hear the, you hear the the Spanish word uh, the other day? Uh, on on Bayek. Do you guys? No, can, what we, can, we, can we use it on the air? Is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Don't mean, start allow- swear words in Spanish on our airway here and get us fired. <laughs> they allowed it in this. <laughs> it was about a breaking ball. You take a look at it, uh, Lou, and you tell me if that's allowed. I mean, it was like. Well, I'm gonna. Could you get? Could you? Could you actually tell me the name of the Green Bay Packers general manager? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so uh, he he didn't, didn't, that would be better. 
So wait a minute, hold on. You're asking now. Lou to interpret the Spanish <laughs> gotta, word. I gotta find the word. Us? No, you guys. I mean, you guys are bilingual too. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can look for bilingual. For those of you who don't speak Spanish, El Nino means the Nino. Hey, I gotta go. I got meetings. I got. Yeah. Now you want to get rid of us? All right. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. You guys too. Alex Core, right here on OMF.